This is the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I invite today's most important influencers to grapple with their own wisdom and stories in an authentic, relatable conversation about self-help and what drives them. I'm Kevin Miller. I'll be your guide as I distill my guest's greatest wisdom and methodologies into practical, transformative steps. This podcast has been downloaded over 60 million times by people like you and me who want to elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Five reasons you need art in your work and how it will enable your success. Imagine you're on stage with nine other people who have the same skill set you do, the same degree and or experience. Whatever you do or make, they can do that as well. And the question is put to you, why choose you? Can you really stand there and explain why you are literally the best, better than everyone standing next to you? And here's the thing, even if you actually were, there's little chance you could prove it and even less chance anyone would believe it. In today's marketplace, there are just too many options to choose from. Specializing in something does give you a great leg up to be better in a certain area. But even here, it's hard to take that approach of being the best. And there's seldom opportunity in being the cheapest. That's not generally the direction we want to go, which basically leaves you and I with you know, who you can best connect with and how. And this is encapsulated in your creativity and your point of view, which is ultimately your art. And I'm wrapping up my series with Miriam Schulman, artist and guide to artists and author of Artpreneur, the step-by-step guide to making a sustainable living from your creativity. And we're going to talk real quickly here about how you use this creativity, this art to stand out in a marketplace where you just must. The Self-Helpful Podcast pays tribute to Zig Ziglar, one of our world's most inspirational leaders. Ziglar is your premier source for equipping top coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. So I encourage you to visit Ziglar.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. And I truly thank you for tuning into the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Next, let's walk together through five reasons you need art in your work and how it will enable your success. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what is art to begin with in the context we're using it here? Literally, the definition is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination or something that is created with imagination and skill that is beautiful or that expresses important ideas or feelings. Now, I am going to touch on people who are involved in literally the fine arts as we think about them, but that definition of the expression of human creative skill and imagination. That's what I am stating up on a soapbox saying we've got to have that in the marketplace today, no matter what we do. If we own a business, if we're an employee, whatnot, we've got to have some of our own expression. And as Miriam Schulman talked about, our own point of view as part of what we do, that's ultimately what is going to make an employer loyal to us, make customers loyal to us, make prospects decide to give us a try, uh, is that personal expression. Because again, there's so many offerings out there in the marketplace today. And I think in that, that, that we all should, I think it's a, we discount art when we say we don't have any art in us or we don't have any creative. And there's a lot of people who are claiming that, Hey, I'm a creative. And what they're talking about is often that they, they do create things, um, which, you know, is a fit for me. And I'll talk about that in just a second, but that you do create something like from scratch, but somebody who then takes something and maintains it or administrates it or expands it, there's art in that. And I hire these people. Uh, my CPA is an artist to, to how they do what they do. To me, that's art. I, I do not comprehend numbers well, and it's an art that I am really grateful for. And the reason I use them, though, as opposed to somebody else, is their personal expression, how they serve me, connect with me. So I really do want to everyone thinking about the art that you have in your work. And I think you're not aware of it. You're at a significant handicap, and you're going to struggle in getting promoted, in increasing your income and opportunity, in finding loyalty from uh, whether it's employers or businesses or, or, or customers as well. So to think, expand a bit about what, how you view art. And in that, I'm going to say, you know, point number one is we all have art. That is my point number one here. We all have art. Uh, I would encourage you to take a couple profiles. A lot of people are familiar with the personality profiles, DISC and Myers-Briggs, and there's so many of those, but these are more work-focused, which is what I'm talking about as a foundation here. Patrick Lencioni, one of our most well-known business voices in America today, uh, at least, if not further, he was on the show recently. His recent book is Working Genius, but you can go to workinggenius.com for 25 bucks. Take a profile. It's pretty quick, I think, 15, 20 minutes, and it's work-focused, and it's going to come out and say, hey, these are your your core, these are your areas of genius, and it'll give you two primary areas. This is your area of genius, and I'm going to say art. This is your primary art. And again, whether you create something from scratch, whether you maintain it, administrate it, whether you're the type who sees it through like that, I'm a creator. 
I don't see things through very well. So I need help with that. I don't need to just diss myself. I need to get help there uh, and stick in my art. Uh, so workinggenius.com. And yeah, mine came back and it's totally me. And, and since taking that, I am doing more and more to get myself spending more and more time in those areas of working genius. Uh, so I encourage you to go take that. You can find out where your working genius is, where your, I think it's working competencies, things that you can do, not your genius. And then it's working, oh, I think it's frustrations. And these are the things that you really struggle in that drain you that you probably should try to not do as much as possible. Another one, Jonathan Fields was on the show. It's probably been a couple of years at this point, but spark type, S-P-A-R-K-E-T-Y-P-E.com. It's a free profile. Spark type, S-P-A-R-K-E-T-Y-P-E.com. And that one's free. And it's very similar. Again, what sparks you in your work? Very similar thing. So the overlay of those two is really powerful. Mine very much matched up and, again, showed me where I'm going to be best to – and it's not just what you're good at. Let me point that out. It's not just what you're good at. This is what fills you. You're probably going to be best at it if you if you stick in this area, but this is also what you enjoy. So it's not just what you're good at. There are things that we are all good at that we don't enjoy. So uh, to, to take those profiles, uh, go read about them. You can probably even read about it, the, them and get the concepts without taking them and, and look and figure out and, and be clear on where is your area of genius of art and embrace that. That's what we're talking about. Next, number two is be an artist. Do that. Uh, and that. And in that, I'm going to say this is the art that you do. And you really need to communicate that. It's not enough even just to know that, oh, gosh, I'm getting clear on what my art is, what my genius is, where I need to be working. Now, how do I communicate that effectively? Effectively, And I think that, again, if you're an employee, you need to make sure that your bosses and managers know this is your personal flair. This is, as Miriam again said, your point of view. And for us in business, I think that if you're if you're fortunate enough to get this message and get clear yourself on what is unique about you, the next huge and and really again foundational to use that word, are you communicating it well? And I'm folks, I'm doing this right now. We're redoing the podcast branding and positioning and promotion to say, look, this is what makes me different my podcast different and me as a host, because I can't say that I'm the best and that I'm dramatically even diff- different, you know, than, than everybody out there. But here's my unique point of view. This is what I uniquely am going to give you through this. So again, are you communicating it? Well, uh, three is state. You, you must engage with your art, meaning you must be working in it as much as, as often as you can. I see a lot of people who and this is not just creatives. This is somebody who's you know really good on the admin side, especially I see it in business. Well, I think in the workplace as well. And you have this core area where you shine and yet you get inundated with all these other duties and realize, man, I'm only spending 15 minutes a day at the thing that I'm really, that I really kick butt in or an hour or none. Uh, it's kind of the e-myth. That's Michael Gerber's old book, foundational classic book, uh, the e-myth where we get involved in business, especially, and start doing all these different things, and we don't participate in the thing that we are most uh, skilled at. Our, again, our art. So what can you to, to look at this and say, how am I going to budget my day to protect and make sure I'm making a deposit in my primary art? I mean, imagine an artist, literally, who paints, who spends all day doing admin stuff and working on their business and doesn't have time to paint. At, at some point, you don't have something to sell. Consummate problem of 
artists in that field. Uh, without art, number four, point number four, without art, we are a commodity. And that, that's, I want to say that and let the harshness of it. it. Without art, without your personal expression, without your point of view, without your unique flair, and, and without communicating that and then working in it, being engaged with it, that was point number three. Without that, you are a commodity. You won't find loyalty. Uh, you won't find opportunity. You will miss out. You'll be frustrated. Um, and we're just seeing that more and more in the marketplace. Number five, uh, I am going to then, uh, you know, fine arts are unique. But again, I think it's something we can all engage in. When we look at art as a core, and, uh, well, let's look at painting, sculpting, you know, singing, whatever it is. Those are things that we would say are non-urgent. We need to realize that we're putting this out. We want people to participate, but it's non-urgent. And to some aspects, you could say it's a non-necessity. It is for survival. But I think this is something that we all should utilize in our promotion of what we do, that it's, it's something that's not urgent. It's not necessary for survival. It's necessary to thrive. It's necessary to thrive. Think about that. When you go home at night, most people are participating in some kind of entertainment. It's non-necessary, and yet it's the thing you may look forward to most during the day. It's what brings your heart to life. It's what transports you to something else, uh, to a story. And so especially for those of you who are in the fine arts, I think this is a great time of life, of marketplace time, to expand that and say, look, you know, my art, you don't need it to to survive you need it to, to thrive and to that degree if you're not thriving it's not much of a you're not surviving much either you can make a full circle of that uh, and so knowing that your customer your prospect is it's not urgent may not be necessary for survival it's there to thrive for abundance this is it's there for a, a full life, a true life, not just mere existence and survival. So that's something that we can harness in our marketing and positioning, even in our mindset as we're putting out here. This is something that is maybe uh, the most important thing as we look at our lives. The things that we find most important are the experiences, the things that transports us, the stories we're involved in. That's what art is, and I think we can do that in. Literally everything we do, and I think in our marketplace today, we just must. We've got to know what it is, what our art is, what our unique flair is, what our point of view is, and how we're. And then we have to figure out how do I connect with people, how do I ex- explain and let them know quickly, easily, fluidly what it is that's unique about me, so I can connect with them, and then we can we can go deep. So, how are you? What's your art? How are you? expressing it uh such a great great point for all of us to be considering right now all right friends well this is a great time to think about your work that product or service that you provide you're involved in providing the role that you fulfill the tasks and duties where is your primary art in that the unique contribution that you make and what sets you apart what is your point of view And then how do you communicate that to people and connect with them, whether they're, again, customers, clients, boss, managers, or whatever it may be. Thanks again to Miriam Schulman for sparking this conversation through her new book, 
Artpreneur, Artpreneur, A-R-T-P-R-E-N-E-U-R, the step-by-step guide to making a sustainable living from your creativity. And again, for those of you who are literally involved in the fine arts, this is your guide book. Friends, thanks for tuning in to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Stay driven. Stay driven.